Hello, everybody, and welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. Who are you? It's a good question. Uh, oh, I'm Evan Grant. Yeah, and and here we are in uh, in our little podcast. This is what uh, Evan is delightfully called our summer hodgepodge podcast. That's hard to say that pretty fast. Summer Hod Pod Podge Pod, not Hod Hodgepodge Cast. Yeah, Hodgepodge Cast. Yeah, it'd be we, great if we had Pudge on us. We've had a we had a, a Rangers Hodge podcast. Pudge. No, no. And, and by the way, let me just say this about Pudge and pizza. No, no, no. I'm 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 not buying that. Pudge, I'm not, I'm, Pudge likes pizza. Oh, well, great. Okay, so now I'm supposed to be eating this because you like pizza. I listen. I'm not going to get into that. I. <laughs> I, 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 if there had been an Italian guy on the Rangers, you know, uh, Gino Petrali, if he came, you know, if he wanted to start a pizza place, okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. Gino's Pizza, there we go, here we go. Pudge's Pizza. I think that name's already taken. It might be. Um, it might be. Whatever. Go ahead, Kevin. Let, let's get to whatever your ideas were for the summer hodgepodge. <laughs> oh no, Evan had a whole bunch of ideas. He's got nine things up on the old uh, whiteboard here. Uh, let me say say that there's a lot up there. Some of it in in really hip lingo too. It's uh, really cool. He's one of the cool kids. Quite an introduction. Let's get to these topics. The topics. You want to go fast here? I guess. Yeah. Is this a lightning round? Is that what we're well, doing? Well, we've got lunch. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's get some snacks. <laughs> we ain't even started on the podcast, and Evan's ready to go to lunch. All right, everybody, <laughs> let's get some snacks. Number one, Mavs and DeAndre. Your thoughts. <laughs> uh, look, here, here's the thing that surprised me about this is that it was a one-year deal. Um and uh, no one was talking about a one-year deal. Everyone was assuming he'd sign a four-year contract. Yeah, what's the purpose of that? Uh, the purpose of this is is that both sides get to try this out. Uh, you know, the, the salary cap is going up next year probably by about $8 million. Um, and they would, uh, if, if they like it and it works out, uh, then there's a possibility that he comes back. I don't think he will because I think what will happen is that uh, he'll see that this team is not a playoff team next year, and he'll say, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I need to find myself t- uh, on, a, on a team that is going places right now. I, I, I don't have time to be rebuilding. So, I, I you know. So, but why, why would you sign him then if you're the Mavs? Uh, if you're the Mavs, you, you sign him because he, he does make you a lot better. Uh, and, what are you trying to do if you're the Mavs? Well, here's the thing. There weren't a lot of attractive choices. Uh, you know, you got DeMarcus Cousins, who just signed with the Warriors, or as you call them, the Dubs. Um, and, and you know, listen, he's had an Achilles injury, and he's a big man. That's going to be really difficult for him to come back from that. If, if he comes back this year, it probably won't be until December or January. Um, I, I'm not sure. It, it was a no-brainer for the Warriors because he he got a, a minimum deal. It's right. They're not paying him anything. Right. So that's kind of unbelievable. They could get him for that. Um, and you know, there's always the personality question with him. He's not the easiest guy to live with. So uh, you know, the feeling is that DeAndre really fits what the Rangers do, what they like of their centers, or what they would like to have from a center. What? What? Why? 
does the Rangers philosophy here matter? Did I say Rangers? I meant yes. Mavs. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, is that uh, he is good defensively. Not as not as good as he has been, but he's still good defensively. He's a great rebounder. Not a good rebounder, a great one. He will automatically be the best rebounder in Mavs history. They never had a guy who could rebound like he does. So that will be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he really rolls to the rim well. This is a guy that uh, that on the pick and roll, he's tremendous. Mm-hmm. And and the Mavericks like to do that with their centers. So he fits with them really well. So I think the Mavericks are thinking, look, you come, you try this out and see if you like it. And if you like it, then we'll work something out mm-hmm. here. And and we'll see if it, if it works out. The Mavericks making the playoffs? I think we already established it, no. And here's why they're not. They weren't going to make the playoffs before the Lakers got LeBron James. Right. So now you've added them to right. the mix. And now you've made the, the Warriors even better with I think the Warriors will be better with Cousins. Right. So, you know So if you're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um Well, you know they've given up that first round draft pick. It's protected to the 1 through 5. Right. So, either you want to be awful or you right. want to try to be a playoff team. Right. Okay? You don't want to be in between because they're giving up that that first round pick. So, you know, you didn't want to be awful. I mean, I, 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 well, I've said this before. I think that for one thing, that they, they will be better. Uh, it'll be interesting to me to see how, how well Luka Doncic plays with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis loves to have the ball in his hands, and I think this is going to be really interesting to see how Doncic handles that. Because why would you want him? if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He's a good shooter, but what he is is a, is a distributor, a great passer. You, he needs to have the ball in his hands too. So these two guys are going to have to learn to share the ball, uh, and, that, and that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But I do think that, you know, uh, they should be better in a lot of ways. All right, what do you think about the Lakers and LeBron? On the question too. Uh, I'm not surprised by this move. I think he really wanted to go to the Lakers all along. Lakers a playoff team now? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many wins is LeBron worth on his own? You put, you put LeBron, as somebody said to me on the night that the that the uh the Cavaliers made the NBA finals, LeBron has taken a a a group of four Roombas to the NBA finals. Roombas? Yeah. What's a Roomba? You don't know what a Roomba is? No, is that some kind of Jewish thing? No, a Roomba is a little circular vacuum cleaner. Oh, the vacuum cleaner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh so I mean, just putting LeBron on that team well, look up, look up. Uh, you got your little laptop out. See what I think the Lakers won thirty-five games. Lakers last year. won thirty-five games last year. I I think I saw a projection that they would win fifty-three, and and that tells you everything. He's worth he's worth eighteen. He's they, worth fifteen wins, easy. Yes, easy, easy fifteen wins. And here's the thing, because they don't have Julius Randle, who's a really good player. They gave him up in the deal, so you're subtracting Julius Randle, who was a really good player for the mm-hmm. Lakers last year, mm-hmm. and you're saying they're going to improve. 15 to 18 wins. Who's gotten noticeably worse in the West? Nobody. Pelicans? Well, they got Randall. They, they replaced Boogie with, with Randall. And, and you can make the argument that they were better in the playoffs last year without Boogie uh, because they were faster, uh, you know, teamed up Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is the one who talked, uh, you know, Julius Randall because they were teammates at Kentucky. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he talked him into coming and playing there. So, you know, uh, we talked about the fact that Denver won 46 games last year and they missed the playoffs. Correct. And they add, they added Michael Porter Jr. Now, Michael Porter Jr. is in pretty much the same boat that uh, Boogie is 
uh, he may not play for a while either. He's got some health issues, as we all know, which is why he dropped to the 14th pick. But there was a time when he was considered the number one pick in the draft. Right. Uh, so you're talking about a 46-win team that added a guy who people feel like might have been the best talent in that draft. Right. So and the and the, and the Nuggets missed the playoffs, as you said, but they also were only two wins shy of the fourth seed as well. So yeah, it was very close. Yeah, the West is just unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's it's impossible. You know, we've gone from now from the from the Western Conference to being dominant over the to the Eastern to it just being a one team. It's a one team league. I mean, it's a one conference league now. You know, right. you got Boston and Philadelphia in the East, and and basically that's it. I mean, it's just. It's a walkover over there. One one of those two teams is going to win it for sure. I I I think that at this point the NBA needs to consider the possibility. Let's just re, let's recede here. Uh, once once the regular season is over, we're going to take the, take the top sixteen teams, whatever they are, and we're going to seed them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, it's just it it. You know, because here's the thing: people will say, "Oh, this is all cyclical, and it'll all go back," and and maybe it does. But if you're taking the top 16 teams, isn't that always good? I mean, I I don't, I don't understand why that. You know, to me, uh, I I know that's not historically what we've done, but times have changed, uh, and I think it's time to to consider new things, especially when teams are getting ripped off. Uh, that you know, really good teams in the West are getting left out, like Denver and getting left out. You, you win 46 games and you don't even make the playoffs. I think that's I think that's kind of crazy. So the last time an Eastern Conference team not did, did not have LeBron James on it won the NBA championship was 2008. 2008, yeah. yeah. He's pretty good. Uh, and uh, People are laughing and, and taking shots at them because, you know, they were going to get Paul George and, you know, going to get uh, Kawhi Leonard. And, and they, he ends up with JaVale McGee and, uh, and Rajon Rondo and uh, Lance Stevenson, which is kind of a, another motley group. In a lot of ways, it is interesting to me though that they made the uh, that they that they got Rondo, because you know you got Lonzo Ball already, and I've seen people saying, "Oh well, you know this will really be great for for Ball because now he'll get schooled a little bit by Rondo." I, I don't see Rondo wanting to come off come off the bench here. I don't think people are understanding and 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 the, and the deal with Lonzo is he can't shoot, so it's not like he can be the two guard. Rondo's certainly not a two guard, so. Uh, uh, I think what this means is that they are counting on making that deal with the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard, and they're, they're going to give the Spurs uh, Lonzo Ball as part of that deal. That has been the rumor that they would give him Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh, maybe even Brandon Ingram, uh, and maybe even a first-round pick or so uh, for Kawhi Leonard. Now, if the Lakers do that, now we're talking about a 65-win a team. Because you, now you got, you know, if Leonard is healthy – He's an MVP candidate every right. year, uh, and then and then you're really going to see something. Frankly, I think that'd be fun to watch. You know, I think it'd be fun to watch those that team go head to head with Golden State. Okay, all right. You're moving on to number. Uh, Do we need to go to number three? I think we've already that. we've already done number three. We're going number four. What's number four? Well, we didn't, we should tell people that it was the number three was that you had the Warriors, Cousins, and Cousins Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, you know that's made all the sense in the world for the Warriors. Well, it, it made sense because he was che- he came cheap. Uh, it won't be a big deal. He's very, listen. He's a very talented guy. Uh, sure. uh, he can shoot. He can pass. 
but he's got issues, and uh, so that, that's you always, we all do, Kevin. You don't want to mess with your chemistry too much. Uh, number four, did Kevin watch the World Cup? I have not did. It's still going on, you know. Yes. Um, I have not watched oh more than a minute of the World Cup, just in highlights. Why, Kevin? Well, Evan, I'll tell you. Uh, and I don't even like the World Cup, and it's been a great World Cup. I, yeah, I know that. Uh, here, here's the thing for me. You know, I'm a local guy uh, in local sports. Uh, I, I watch the local teams. I follow the local teams. Uh, I keep up with the local teams. Uh, there's not a local team in the World Cup. Have you noticed that? Would Had the USA made it, would that have qualified as a local team for you? It would have qualified as a local team. I'm not counting Mexico as a local uh yeah Mexico's not in it anymore no they're not in it anymore either uh yeah i would have watched i would have watched america play you know and then that's not i'm not being provincial i don't think when i say that i just the way i look at it is that um there's just so much stuff that i can cram into my little brain uh and i'm trying to, to get all the stuff in here that i need to know um i i think soccer is a, a beautiful sport much like hockey you know very similar sports uh both both beautiful the way they're played uh, I don't care for a lot of the things in soccer, you know, like Neymar the other day rolling around on the ground when the guy you know, kind of grazed his. There's been a couple of gifts made of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know that that kind of stuff. You're in the World Cup. Come on, be a man. Act like a man here, okay? Uh, so that kind of stuff is is ridiculous to me. Uh, and I gotta say too, the. I, I feel like I'm not very cultured because I'm not following the World Cup. I mean, you know, this shows that you really got a lot of culture if you're if you're following soccer, uh, I think. Uh, and so that's uh, that's me. I'm Mr. Baseball. I love baseball. I love watching baseball in the summer. I have a hard time, even as, as poorly as the Rangers are playing, I have a hard time pulling myself away from watching a Rangers game. Mm. Okay. I've watched some World Cup. I watched the second half of Japan and Belgium yesterday, and that was quite the barn burn. Well, you know, I talked to our, our old pal Jeff Miller, and he told me you need to go back and watch the, the second half of that game because it was uh, zero. Was it? No, they were down 2-0. Japan was up 2-0. At the, the half. The Belge. The Belge. I like they, that. <laughs> the they Bel came back with three. Yeah, and they scored a buzzer beater. And they also scored on a play where a guy was just trying to make a pass. They, but they scored a buzzer beater. And it went in. I mean, literally, they they had a fast break. A lot of goalies might have just held on to that ball. The Belgian goalie uh, kind of rolled it out to his to his to one of his guys. I don't know if he was <laughs> forward or a midfielder or what, what he was. But they fast breaked it right down the old pitch there and scored and there was not another kickoff in the game. I it was it was absolutely stunning. All right, so here's what I want to know. If you could do that, then why don't you do it the rest of the time? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. See, that's the whole. I, I do think the Japanese. I do think the Japanese were gassed at the at the end of 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 uh, the game. They they really looked like they were tired. Um, so we've got here. We've got uh, eight teams left. We've got Uruguay and France, Brazil, Belgium, Russia, Croatia. Uh, Sweden has beaten Switzerland today, and then the other round of sixteen games still to be played is uh, Colombia versus England later this afternoon. I am going to tell you that I think the Belge may be – the Belge-Brazil game, uh, which is the next game on Friday uh, in that bracket, I think that's going to be a really good game. That's your the, dream matchup. The Brazilians are very quick, and, and the Belge uh, are very uh, stout. 
My sources tell me that Belgium is full of guys who play in the Premier League and that yes. that's why they were, I think they were seated third, is what he said. I believe that's correct. And he said they were probably a little underrated. Yeah, they, they, they're quite good. Yeah. And uh, they, have, they, they have the ridiculously tall goalie who's quite athletic at 6'6". Six, six. See, that's what you got to have. You know, to me, I get Jabbar, I stick him down there. Who's getting anything past him? Uh, he's quite tall. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's World Cup talk. What do we got? That's it. Oh, do I need to give a pick? I'm gonna. All right, so I'm just gonna. I'm gonna pick the belt. Yeah, me too. Um, and I will celebrate with a Stroopwafel. <laughs> Whatever that is. It's a Belgian. Okay, uh, number five. Uh, plans for the fourth. You know, the lovely wife and I were discussing that this morning, and and I told, and she said to me, and last night as well, and she said something about, oh. I said, what about going to Kaboomtown doing that? She goes, oh, the traffic's just going to be awful coming back. And I said, you know how old that sounds? Now you've just become your parents. When you talk about, I don't want to do something because of the traffic after it's over. Can't we just enjoy the event and not have to worry so much about the traffic after it's over? Well, yeah. So what are you doing for the fourth? Working. I'll be at the Rangers game. Um, Oh, man. Uh, and you get to see fireworks out there. Yeah, I, I'm not really because I'll be in the clubhouse when they're shooting them off. But no. it'll be there'll be a lot of nice fireworks, I'm sure. Um, unfortunately, I often have to work on the fourth. That's one of the 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 hardships of this this job. Someone called a hardship. One of the big hardships <laughs> in my job, Mr. Coal Miner. Um, but uh, I I I I feel that in the future. At least when the Rangers are home, yeah, there's going to be a reason for me to take uh, July Fourth off because the roof will be closed. Um, not the roof that I'm talking about. Oh, I know because you just bought a new house with a view of downtown. We are purchasing a new home with a view of downtown, and um, and you're going to sit up on the uh, on the roof. That's right. We'll have you guys over, and then you can just stay. You won't have to worry about traffic. A rooftop patio. That's right. Evan's going to have a rooftop patio in his fancy new house. I am. Uh, That's really going to be fun. Uh, we are going to be rooftop people. That is really good. Means of course, you are You are that now. Means People people have looked across the street and seen you just squatting on top of your roof. Means we are going to have to really up our uh, canaps game. Canaps? Can- canopies. <laughs> Oh, but, but, you know, you are, you have post fourth plans. Yes, 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 I do. So we're going to move up number eight to number five. Okay. Uh, to number six. What are, what are you You're doing? You're really making this sound like a hodgepodge when you go down the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what am I doing? I'm, we're, we're going to Boston on the 5th. My wife's birthday is on July 5th. And uh, I will. Was she kind of a letdown from the 4th of July when her, when her parents had her? I've never asked that question because oh. I value my manhood <laughs> um she uh uh they the wife and the ch- the children's are going to go with me and uh we're going to wow have, uh, everybody's going we're going to have a grand old weekend in new england um before the rangers get to uh, boston uh so i will not be in detroit i will be you're in, not you're not billing this to the morning news are you uh, every penny of it wow no i'm not uh i uh I am taking the family. This is our this is our little getaway. Uh, Nick starts his job at the end of July, 
uh, down in Houston. Um, Where's he going to live in Houston? Uh, Meyerland. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Natalie uh, begins school at the University of Texas in August. Wow. Uh, so this is kind of like our little our little last getaway before everybody goes their own way. Nice. So uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Boston, and we're gonna spend a gonna spend a day in Maine, so the kids can check Maine off their list. Oh, you know, I've never been to Maine. Maine's a great place. In oh, summertime. you know, my old pal. You, you didn't like him, but my old pal Sean Horgan. Mm-hmm. He has a place in Maine. Yeah, yeah. It's I, a, I don't know if he still does. It's a wonderful place. It, it really is. During the summertime, it's 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 wonderful. Of course, yeah. When you say summertime, we're talking July and about the first two weeks of August. Yeah. Because yeah, I would say mid June to mid August. That's about all the summer there is in, in Maine. Um, the rest of the time, it's it's a winter. For somebody who's never been there, that's quite the no. I know people have statement. been there, and they, that's what they well, say. But you've never been there. I never been. You know, I told you the story about my my brother in law and his his great uncle owned an island off the coast of Maine. No, you've never told me that. And story. it's off of Bar Harbor, and uh, it, they became quite the cause celebrity because they were. They lived on that island all the time, and they um, they would take a little motorboat into the mainland to shop and things. David Rockefeller kind of took him took them under his wing. Uh, he he liked them so much. The New York Times did stories on them, and they when they died, uh, he died on the island of of pneumonia. Not good. You can imagine. How would what, you name an island pneumonia? <laughs> he died of pneumonia, not oh. on pneumonia. Uh, you know, you can imagine. So, uh, you said he died on the island of pneumonia. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I don't know what they named the island, but they donated the island uh, to the National Conservancy. And so my my brother in law Art did not get to have this island. Um, well, the uh, I can tell you that uh, Bar Harbor and Acadia National Park is uh, Acadia National Park is fantastic. Really? Yes. You know, everybody tells me that, you know, as you know, I don't drink. But the the big thing is that... Uh, Not anymore, at least. You, you know, <laughs> you can get a... Not to, since the incident. The, the incident, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, those people all got over that. All 29 of them. Uh, the, uh, that you can get... You just go to one of these places and you go out on a pier and you get a get a lobster, you know, a one-pound lobster and a beer and a baked potato and it's like 12 bucks. Yeah, we're going to... We are going to stop... Uh, at a place that I've been to once before um, in um, Kittery Point that is like the quintessential, for me, the quintessential picture that I have of what a lobster shack should be. It's a place where you can go in and you can purchase lobster and they'll steam it for you and you do it right there. But it's on the side of the road and on the other side of the road is the water. It sits on a pier right there. Everything comes out in a little red plastic basket um, and the food is damn good. Um, I don't think we're allowed to cuss on this. Other thing about this place is like you can bring your own sides. Like people were sitting out the the other the other time that I was there with Gina, and I took I took one of my favorite pictures of her sitting there at this picnic table. But other people showed up and they they bought lobsters, had the lobsters fixed, and they had brought their own fruit salad, their own macaroni salad. They were out there just having a grand old Did they not sell those things there? I, I, They had some side orders, but you can bring your own. Wow. That's, bring your own that's side orders. That's just how it is. That's how they do it there in Kittery Point. Um, wow. So, yeah. That so sounds good. I'm planning to eat a lot of lobster. Bring me back some lobster, would you? I will. Uh, well, like, live or back dead? Live, yeah. Okay. Live, yeah. I don't I'll want, bring him in a pan. I don't want any dead lobster. Um, 
Nobody wants any dead lobster. Uh, all right, uh, that sounds that sounds good. All right, now number <laughs> number six, number six you got up here is the perfect hot dog and toppings, and this well, goes this is, with the Fourth of July. Yes, it does go with the Fourth. And I will say this: that on social media, yeah, this has become a hot button issue for a lot of people. Really? Yes. Um, and I don't understand why, because it's not a difficult question to answer. Is it? Is it because of what uh, Clint Eastwood says in that commercial? No, what's he saying in that commercial that I don't know that? Well, there's a commercial. There is a. Uh, it's a hodgepodge of Clint Eastwood. Some, uh, one of the networks. Hodgepodge is a. Yeah, there we go. It's an up and coming term. They're 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 having uh, you know Clint Eastwood week or something. And, and on one of them, I, one of the Dirty Harrys. I don't remember. I don't recall this, but one of the Dirty Harrys. He's eating a hot dog and and he's yelling at somebody and says, "You don't put ketchup on a hot dog." He's yelling. Clint Eastwood said that in Dirty Harry? Yeah. In one that, those are smart words, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I don't, what do you put I don't on know. There's a lot of smart words coming out of, of Clint Eastwood. What do you put on a hot dog? Me? Uh, uh, yeah, you. Uh, the Kevin. perfect hot dog? You, Kevin Sheridan. First of all, I want to point out that this is the thing that, I can't, that I've noticed from cooking many hot dogs for many groups of, especially young, youngsters, like at, at schools and stuff like that. They don't want any marks on the dog. They want that dog looking just like it did coming out of the wrapper. That's so wrong. And here's the thing I can tell you. The older you are, the more burnt you want it. Damn straight. To me, if that dog came out with like a strip of red on it, then that's good enough. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, when I, when I go to a ballpark and I order a hot dog at a concession stand, and there are very few that I go to, I mean, I explicitly say to the guy, mm-hmm. if first of all, I'm only getting it if they're cooking them on a flat grill there yeah um and i say to the guy i want the most well done hot dog you've got yeah. if you've got one that you have blackened all the way i will eat it yeah. because it makes that that casing crispy gives it a little bit more smokiness i want first of all i want my hot dog blackened yeah. or have some black char to it yeah um then you, I, well, hold on a minute. You didn't get. I didn't get to finish the way I want. Well, because you went into some stupid thing. <laughs> no, that's that's my 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 deal is I want it to be a little charred. A, I like the bun being toasted. B, uh, C, I I would like it to have it with uh, grilled onions, also with um, uh, sauerkraut if I can get it. Jalapenos would be good, also. And uh, some form of mustard. It doesn't have to be yellow mustard. It could be any kind of mustard. My God, you're high maintenance. Well, and, and I tell you this, my my brother-in-law, one of my other brothers-in-law, uh, he does one where it has some. Uh, it even has uh, some cucumber on it. It's not bad. What is, what is wrong with your brother-in-laws? Well, this, it was pretty good. Uh, it's actually pretty good. But that's the that's to me the classic hot dog. So what's what's on your the classic, classic hot, dog? hot dog? First of all, is all beef. Okay. Well, sure. Um, that kind of went without saying, didn't it? And it's it's a kosher hot dog for for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, I, will I like say, ball, I'll say ballpark franks are pretty much. My I favorite. do not like ballpark franks. Why not? I just don't like them. I know they plump when you cook them, but I don't like them. <laughs> Um, I want, so you don't like a fat hot dog. I want a Hebrew saying. National hot dog, or I'll tell you who makes you know, a fine hot dog. If you weren't Jewish, you wouldn't want the Hebrew National. Uh, yes, I would. I I will tell you who makes a fine hot dog. Who's that? Here in town, makes his own hot dogs is Brian Lusher, who runs the grape and sells his his hot dogs and sausage. Sometimes he runs the grape. Yes, I did not know that. Um, they have a great hamburger there, and they have a great mushroom soup. Yeah. They, they, anyway, they, he makes his own hot dogs, and they're they're fantastic. 
But the hot dog is a simple pleasure. All you need is some mustard, preferably something that's got some spice to it, like a spicy brown. Yeah. I don't want that. So you don't put anything else on your hot dog? Hang on a minute. Okay. French. I, I don't know what French's did with the mustard and why they made it neon yellow. I don't. I. I, I don't. I want it like a spicy brownish color. Okay. Yeah. Nothing in life is really that yellow. The only only complaint I have about any mustard is when it's not mixed up and you squirt it out and it's just liquid. Oh, I hate. I hate. That's the worst. I yeah. That that. You got to really shake it up before you. That do mustard. It. Yeah. Whatever separation. that is. I don't like that. Yeah, not good. Uh, and then some some sweet relish. No, I don't need the relish. Yeah. Yeah, no, some no. sweet relish. It's a simple thing. No. That's it. Hot dog. Boom, boom. These people that put like ketchup on it. You can't put ketchup on it. You're a little kid if you're putting ketchup on it. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know, uh, you got to have. When I go at the ballpark and have a hot dog, I like to get the one over there uh, that's on the uh, outside, what, gate 32, 34, one of those right there. I, I don't it's, know. It's in one of the, it's, it's a stand over there, and that's where you get You cannot get it from the regular concession stands. D- do not get a hot dog from the regular concession stands. Let me just say that. Why? And don't get a boomstick either. Why, why, why are you telling people not to get a boomstick? Because it's ridiculous. Uh, but um, so you didn't get a dilly dog this year, a dilly dog. Oh, you talking about that thing with a pickle in it and a corn dog? Yeah, yeah, no, no. To me, that's like going to the state fair and you got Fletcher's corn dog, which is one of the five best things on earth to eat. And you would get the jalapeno that's one, that's what I get, every or time. get well, then you're an idiot. Why the jalapeno because jalapeno, it just messes it up. A jalapeno cheese is perfect it has a little bit of spice and a little bit of cheesy gooiness you know that's like let me ask you this when you order a steak gooey cheesy let me ask you this when you order a steak do you say and and put some mess on it you, no. you put no you eat the steak like it is are you, you compa- want to appreciate are you comparing a hot dog made of parts and such to a steak to a fine cut of it's, beef it's not a hot dog sir it is a hot dog wrapped in this beautiful cornmeal fried. Okay? It is as I said topic. before, it is one of the five best things on earth you can eat a Fletcher's corn dog. We gotta get to the next topic. You've, right. you've you you've really insulted the whole thing. Here. Oh, well if I've insulted you, then I've succeeded. Uh number seven. Should we do an R V trip? Well, of course we should do an R V trip. Wouldn't that be fun? I think it would be great. And this is what, of course, we should tell the listeners what we're talking about. And we're just not talking about you and I, you know, going on a trip somewhere. No, because I would not want to do that. No. Stay close to the mic, sir. Uh, we are talking about the possibility of, of Evan and I going on a, for lack of a better term, what we used to call the Southwest Conference press tour. Uh, and so there is no more Southwest Conference uh, and there is no more press. So... We are going to go on our own tour. We would like to go to see some, you know, spots like Lubbock. Go out to see Texas Tech. Uh, go down to College Station to see the Aggies. Go to Austin, see the Longhorns, Waco. I'd love to do it. I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the interest would be. I'd love to do it. I think that um, be great to like take our little podcasting studio along with us and and talk to some people along the way and eat some. Eat some barbecue, and we talked to some old stars. You know, uh, we talked to some coaches and players. Uh, do a little bit of everything. Have some fun. Evan and I will have some fun on the road. Because I'm going to tell you the one thing that I have missed most about being in Texas and covering baseball 
is that I haven't had the opportunity to kind of go out and just see the college campuses and towns yeah. during. I mean, that's Camp I. The Camp I, um, yeah. which I'd love to see from our camper. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'd love to go out and see those and, and kind of soak up the atmosphere a little bit and 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 really get that feel. I it, it is one thing I I really do regret that uh, I haven't gotten a chance to do. But um, who would drive? Oh, uh, of course I would drive. Yeah, that would be true. I, I, I first of all I have driven an RV before, and and you have not driven anything over the size of like a you know a. Uh, a bug. I'm I'm quite nervous. I think I'm going to run a U-Haul to help Nick move some stuff to Houston. I'm nervous about driving a U-Haul yeah, to Houston. You, y'all won't make it. Y'all won't make it. I'm sorry. I'm the kind of guy who will probably try and go under an underpass. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! What was that? <laughs> what was that? Oh, there goes the No, guy. listen, I think this would be big fun. I, I was telling one of my, uh, one of my sons the other day, uh, you know, I love road trips. I love driving, and and I love going. To, and we're going to go to Arkansas here in a couple of weeks, uh, as I said, and go to the lake. But uh, but that's not really. That's a it's a nice little trip. I like going on a trip somewhere. I used to take the kids. We called it the Texas tour, and we would go. We would start here, obviously, and go to San Antonio, see relatives, go to Houston, see relatives, go to Galveston, come back through Huntsville, and go through. You know, and I take them to see all the historical well, let's go sites. See your relatives. No, they don't want to see you. They don't want to see me. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun because, you know, I we would uh, it would just be it was going to cover it's be a geopolitical event. I like to use that term. You think it would be? Well, because because you get uh, for one thing, we, like I've been to College Station a thousand times, okay. uh, but not until a two years ago did I find this place. And I frankly, I can't even think of the name of it, but it, it's in a, an old railroad diner. Railway car diner. Mm-hmm. And, I think uh, they call that Victoria Station. No. And it has this place all behind it. You know, they have picnic tables all attached to it. And the food was just terrific. It made that, that Guy Fieri's, uh, uh, you know, diners, dives, and dumps, or whatever he calls That's that show. Dry, diners, drive-ins, and dives. I think you get that, that out of order. No. I don't think it's right. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Something like that. So anyway, it, it uh, and go to those places and show you those kind of places to eat. Can we go to that place? Where, where is that steakhouse that has the 72-ounce steak? That's in Amarillo. Well, we could stop by there. No, we, you don't stop by Amarillo. You stop by Amarillo if you're going to Colorado. Okay. Yeah, let's go to Colorado. Uh, but, but I tell you, we could go to the 50-yard line where they have steaks, and they also have these great little blueberry muffins that they bring out. Oh, that sounds so nice. It's very nice. It's very good. So those are the old. Those are the kind of places I like to go in uh, when I go to these uh, stops. And it is, as you know, and we're not going. We wouldn't be going to Arkansas because uh, we don't consider them local anymore. Uh, but there are lots of good places to go there. And my favorite to go. Two favorites are what? Hugo's. Hugo's is one, which is a burger joint. Yeah. And Herman's Rips. Herman's. Herman's Rips. Both, you know, both I, great old standbys. My wife, to show you how old they are, they were both. She went to those places when she was in college at Arkansas. That, yeah, I'm not touching that one. Yeah, um, you. that would be fun, Kevin. Uh, so now we just have to talk the bosses into it. I'm looking forward to going to. Um, uh, there's a place they they have ice cream and they have hamburgers. Um, Where is this place, Evan? <laughs> 
Uh, oh, it, Dairy Queen. <laughs> you know, at one time Can I we could stop have, at every Dairy Queen. We I, at one time I could have boasted to have been to like you know ninety percent of the Dairy Queens in Texas. Uh, not so much anymore. You know. They they just don't hold up like they used to. The Blizzard's still a fine, fine you can still, confection. You can still well listen. There's nothing better than a Buster Bar, pal. No, I'm I'm a Blizzard guy. Oh, the Buster and Bar, and I is especially fabulous. like when they show you the upside down Blizzard to show. And then it you, falls out. Never falls out. <laughs> no. Not, no, I think some I think somewhere somebody I know said that it fell out, which would have really been great. That would have been worth just seeing. I'd have said, okay, thanks very much, and I could have just driven off. Just driven off, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I. I'm very anti the nut in my ice cream. Oh, you're crazy! No, That's the beautiful thing about a Buster Bar. I don't think nuts. I don't think nuts belong in ice cream. Oh, well, I got a, a nut eating ice cream. Uh, okay, so now moving on. Uh, so anyway, one more last word about that. Be sure to call in Gary Level. <laughs> yeah, Gary's gonna love that. Call our boss, Gary Level, and and send him emails. G Level at DallasNews.com. Oh That's G L E A V E L L at DallasNews.com. Tell him these guys must go on the road. We have to to hear and read this report. Don't do that. Why are you kidding me? Gary's going to be so mad at you. He's already mad at me. Okay. He'd, he'd, he'd fire me in a second if he could. Uh, all right, moving on. The last question, uh, because we already did the uh, Lobster Week, uh, is the Mr. Rogers documentary, Will You See It? Well, of course I'll see it. You will. I have not seen it yet. It's been out for a little while. Yes. I've The people who have seen it, who I've talked to, have said it's life, basically life-changing. I don't know if it's it's life affirming. I don't know if it's life. No, people said life changing to me. Well, here's the thing: Did you not know who Mr. Rogers was before? Yes, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, as a kid, I wasn't that into Mr. Rogers. Well, neither was I. Uh, but as an adult, I can remember times and I'd stumble upon it. And you know, the thing about watching Mr. Rogers was that you could just feel it, it was it was silly. And him coming in and changing from his coat to his sweater and changing from his shoes to his, you know, uh, tennis shoes and the slip-on tennis shoes, whatever it was he was adding there. And it just felt silly. But you know what? It, it also had such a relaxing feel to it, it because because there there is no edge here. This this guy is all sweetness and light. And, you know, you, you watch the I've, – I've seen cuts from the documentary – and the little girl says to him, uh, "I like you, Mister Rogers." And he says, "I like you." And he and he gives her a hug. And you know, we can make fun of that all we want, uh, but that was all legitimate. That's that's all sincerity. That's who he was. Right. And uh, and and you know, uh, what what always has angered me in life. I don't know, maybe anger is too strong. Frustrated in life. We don't appreciate things for what they are until they're until they're gone. Correct. I hate to sound like a song, but uh, you know that's who Mister Rogers was, and he was great, and the kids did love him, and uh, and he did have a wonderful outlook on life. Uh, and you and you see these things, and and they're and they're terrific. Yeah, I I don't know what I think. That's the thing. As a kid, I didn't want relaxing. I wanted like excitement, upbeat. Yeah, I mean, like as a kid, I the Electric Company had like yeah. There was more slapstick, and there was more. Uh, well, you're a wrestling guy. Catching tunes, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I, I don't know if it was if it aired out here, but I was big into the New Zoo Review as a kid myself. I don't recall that. That had Henrietta Hippo. 
Uh, I'm not following any Henrietta Hippo. Yeah. So I we had we had local things here. You know, like I grew up in Houston, and we had uh, one of the state. I didn't realize this until much later in life. One of the stations there, I get, I think it's the ABC affiliate, is KTRK, and they had a character, and her name was Kitterick. And I didn't realize until later that they just taken the they put in the I between each one of those letters, oh. Kitterick. But she was dressed like a, in a cat suit. She kind of looked like something out of a like she worked in a bar because she had on mesh, she had on mesh hose, right? And she had on a little, and she had on black tights with a little with a little black hat with the little ears on it. So she looked like she could have been serving drinks. But but Kitterick was very nice. And when I was growing up. She she was terrific, and then and then Kitterick left the show. I think she had kids or something. They had a they had a they had a replacement Kitterick, and she was no good. It was no good. And then and then one day she comes back, and there was no lead up to this. Or for as, as as kids know, and one of my friends comes running across the street yelling at me, "Kitterick's back! Kitterick's back!" <laughs> <laughs> and and it was it was a huge moment when the real Kitterick came back. How old were you? <laughs> You know, seventeen, eighteen. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. It's a little kid. Uh, you know, Kitterick's back. Uh, yeah, it was like up, up here. Of course, we had uh, Mr. Peppermint. You know, uh, and I and I didn't grow up here, so I I didn't know Mr. Peppermint uh, other than you know, as after I came back as an adult. Mr. Peppermint very close to the same thing as Mr. Rogers, though. In South Florida, um, when I was when we first moved down there they had the skipper chuck show <laughs> skipper chuck skipper chuck is that two people or one person no skipper chuck was the guy <laughs> is it skip or chuck or is it skipper chuck let me just say this that um as an 11 year old when i actually had some degree of a conscience um i held a muscular dystrophy carnival uh, to raise money for muscular dystrophy, and it was my, you. You did it yourself. Yeah, well, with my mother and father, and they helped. and Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis was very proud of me. Um, but uh, we did we did very well, and uh, it was how much did y'all raise? I think from that little. This was 1976 or 77, and we raised like 137 dollars, which was a lot of money back then. <laughs> no, it, well, let me just say. It was, let me tell you something. In today's dollars, it's $237. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it was one of the 10 biggest in South Florida. And you know how I know this? Because I was invited to be on the Skipper Check Show. <laughs> Along with the other kids who raised, uh, were in the top 10. And so I went down to the Skipper Chuck show, and I, I made my appearance there. Was he a clown or something? No, he wore like a skipper's hat. You know, because South Florida, they have the beach <laughs> and boats. And, it, yeah, it was the Skipper Chuck show. <laughs> oh, man. So, I can't so what happened on the show? What happened? I went up there, and he shook my hand and said something like, Hey, lady. <laughs> and that was it. Hi, Skipper Chuck. Oh, I could just see little Evan looking up at the old Skipper. Oh, did you at least get to, like, you know, uh, a vast or do some sales or something? Well, all the kids who were in this top 10 ended up winning trips to Disney World. Um, you got a trip to Disney World? Got a trip to Disney World. Did your um, parents take you? No, no. <laughs> it was it was like a in a bus in a oh oh with oh, all the oh. other kids okay uh, it was like a day trip and um, 
but uh, I don't recall what I did on Skipper Chuck except that was mildly embarrassing, whatever it was. <laughs> so that's my. I think you probably like wet yourself. That's or something. the scarring moment from my childhood for today. <laughs> the Skipper Chuck show. Skipper Chuck. Oh, we had you know we had Kidder, we had Cadet Don. Yeah, he, he was another local guy. We liked that. In show Atlanta, too. we had Romper Room. Romper. Everybody had Romper Room. That wasn't an Atlanta show. Well, I I know, but that's what they had on the air. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the original question about Mr. Rogers. It's good stuff. So I, would, I which like would it. you prefer to see, the Mr. Rogers movie or the Mr. Rogers documentary? Because, you know, Tom Hanks is supposed to be in the Mr. Rogers movie. Yeah, you know, I, I've heard that, and I don't know, uh, you know what, what what purpose does that serve other than because you got a documentary. What, you know, what's going to be the what's going to be the, the tension in a Mr. Rogers movie? Uh I don't know. None. There is no tension with Mr. Rogers, so I, I don't. I don't really get that. Uh, I, I'd rather see the documentary. I'm sure there's gonna. I'm sure there's some tension there. I'm sure he had some. Uh, didn't he have some challenges? He had, to a, try he had a cocaine and, problem. No, didn't he have some challenges to try and get Mr. Rogers on the air in the first place? There was. Uh, there. There was an incident early on, as I recall. Where he was before Congress, and and he went to uh, to bat for I believe it was for NPR and for public funding of uh, or for funding for uh, public radio, uh, television, and uh, and the speech he made before Congress apparently was the changed everything. Right. Uh, and uh, which you you would expect. You know, he was he was terrific. So. Uh yeah, I, I'll I'll see that. I'm a I'm a Mr. Rogers guy. All right, well that'll be good. You are kind of like a Mr. Rogers. I am the Mr. Rogers of the Dallas Morning News. No, not really, but uh, but yeah, I like him. You know, I, I want to say something here. I, something I saw that really moved me. Speaking of Mr. Rogers, that I saw yesterday on uh, on the internet, and it was a story about a young woman who, when she was in college, decided she was just a little frustrated and and just didn't know what she was needed to do with her life and she decided to become a bone marrow donor mm -hmm. and so they found a, a match for her, and the match was a three-year-old girl with cancer who'd had cancer ever since well maybe she was younger than that when it started she was diagnosed i think at four months old with cancer and she was given a 10 percent chance to live and and so uh, not only was she a match, but it, it worked out. She, the, the, there were complications for the little girl, but she survived. And so this young woman recently got married, and she had that little three-year-old girl as her flower girl in the wedding. And they had not met. They met like the day before the wedding. And the, if you have not seen it, uh, you need to look it up. It's, uh, I saw it on CNN. Uh, it's, it's just a terrific, terrific report and story. Uh, just a beautiful thing to see. Very life-affirming to see that kind of thing. Well, this is the difference between you and I, because let me tell you what I've spent most uh, more time on uh, on the Internet looking at lately. Yeah. Um, have you seen the video, the surveillance video of the uh, convenience store robbery in Canada that kind of went awry? No, I have not. Uh <laughs> I think most of do our they have criminals in Canada. Yes, they do. But most of our listeners hopefully have seen this. But you have to see this, Kevin. Okay. It is. It starts with a guy trying to buy a can of soda with a stolen credit card. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's with, I guess, his female accomplice. Uh, the police come in. I don't know how the police were notified that it was a stolen credit card. 
he's fighting with the policeman. His shirt gets ripped off. So now he's like in jorts and in a in no top. He's running around the store. The girlfriend goes behind him. At one point, he's standing at the end of an aisle at like a 7-Eleven, and he picks up like a bag of sunflower seeds like he's going to throw it at the cop. <laughs> then he well, you know, those can be really dangerous if that broke open and one of those seeds went right into your eye. Then he decides to get down on his knees, and the cop goes over to him, and then he jumps back up, <laughs> and he starts to run off. Then the cop pulls out his taser, and the guy gets down. And he's he's going to get down. And then he starts to get up against the guy, tasers him, and then he flops around on the floor. Meanwhile, the girlfriend now goes in the back. I don't know how the surveillance camera, you know, it's got all these different angles. The surveillance camera is in the back, okay? Yeah. And the girl is, like, in the back storeroom, and she decides that somehow she's going, she sees a ladder that leads up to, like, a other storage area. And she's, I guess, going to... I, I don't know, because apparently they pursue these stolen credit card thieves buying soda very heavily. Oh, that's a big thing there. She's going to climb up into the roof, I guess, and get out the store that way. Okay? Then the, the then the other angle comes back, and the cop is still, like, f- with the guy flopping around on the floor. The next thing you know, it switches over to this other aisle, and from the roof, this woman <laughs> falls. <laughs> it is... The best movie you will see this summer. <laughs> I promise you this, Kevin. Does she fall like right in the aisle? She falls and she takes down a display of like Sour Patch Kids or something. And she falls and she gets up. She's got one shoe on. That's Cabbage Patch Kids. No, Sour Patch Kids, not Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> uh, she, she's got one shoe on and one shoe off. It, it, it is... It, it is... Would you like to see that masterpiece? Would you like to see that trial and that jury? And when the jury sees all this, there's no way they're going to be convicted because here's the deal: everybody has seen this, has watched it about 15 times. Yeah, they're not going to get a fair jury. Yeah, that's true. It is the movie of the summer. I'm telling you, (laughs) when you're out at the ballpark tonight, I'm going to show you this film. (laughs) Oh, I love the fact that she fell through that roof. That is so great. It is, and. See, I ruined it for you because you're going to be expecting that now. But when you're watching it for the first time. And see, here's the thing. When she's in that ceiling, she's up in those rafters, she probably could have gone left or right. She goes, which way should I go? I'll go right. You know, if she'd gone left, she'd be free. You know, she'd be running. It'd be great. <laughs> Instead, she went right and fell right into the I mean, laps. right through the Sour Patch Kids. Oh, my gosh. Well, Evan, that's been our summer hodgepodge uh, podcast. Can't wait till the fall hodgepodge. Are we going to have another one? I don't know. We'll see how this. We'll see how other people react to this. And remember, folks, that's <laughs> Gary Level G L E A V E L L at DallasMorningNews.com. Make sure you pour that in. Say that you you can't live without it. And here's what's going to happen: when what? Gary doesn't get any emails, he's going to cancel this podcast. <laughs> I cannot believe you've just done this to him. <laughs> oh no, he'll he'll do it. He'll do it, especially if we can get somebody to donate that. You know, because we were told uh, somebody told us somebody Don- told me that we could have an RV for a week. Donate the camper, not yeah. the kids. That's right. That's right. It's not a camper. We don't want a camper. We want we wanted a full fledged RV. Oh yeah, I want like a tour bus. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you? I didn't tell you this story the other night. I had to go pick up Natalie the other night at Fair Park. Yeah. Because she went to a concert 
of bands that I don't know. The yeah, Pixies, which is pretty much all of them. The Pixies, the Wombats, and Weezer. <laughs> and we didn't want her driving down there and back. She's not comfortable, you know, driving in Dallas. So I said I'd pick her up. Somebody, the other mother, took took the two girls down there, and I said I'd pick them up. I don't know where the hell I'm going down there. I don't know how I'm going to get into like the uh, into Starplex or whatever they're calling it. And I'm driving around. And she told me, meet me at the east exit. I said, is there a gate number? She said, no, just east exit. Okay. So I'm driving around, and Nick was with me. He had just come back from his trip to Europe. So we we went together, and cops have got, you know, they've got their flashlights out, and they're, you know, they're not letting anybody through. And I get to a gate that seems to be open. And so I just whip it in there. And there's a woman standing there, you know, and like a an attendant standing there. And she's just looking at me like, what in the hell are you doing? And... As soon as I whip into that lot, it is, it's the lot behind the stage. Yeah. And I'm like staring at all the tour buses and there is like a roadie flashing his light at me going, get out of here, get out of here. So I just swing to the right and I'm like now staring at a barricade with a cop and I'm up against the east exit. I mean, I could not have made it any easier, but what I was amazed by this is I've got my lights on, i got the motor running, I'm obviously somewhere I shouldn't be. Nobody came and bothered me. Nobody came up to you and tried to get you out of there? No. And I just stood there and I waited for Natalie to show up, and she did, and then we went home. We stopped at Whataburger, and that was that. Is that the story? That was the story. I thought I thought something really was, dramatic was going to happen, like some it cop was, confronted you, some real, roadie came out, put you in a headlock. Well, he was viciously and vigorously shining that flashlight. Whoa. Uh, there was some... Boy, uh, your blood pressure was really was up. There was some malicious it? intent with yeah. that flashlight. Yeah, put that in your autobiography. I mean, and I don't know who he was protecting. Maybe it was the wombats, because they're defenseless marsupials. <laughs> they are. Um, they are. But uh, And it worked out. I could not have gotten closer to... To, to where I picked her up, could not have gotten out of there with less traffic. And you had no idea where you were. I had no idea where I was. What was Nick saying all this time? Nick was yelling Crying. at Natalie. No, he was just yelling on the phone yelling at Natalie to tell her, <laughs> come over this way, this way. So it was a typical Evan. Rescue mission. Yeah. Yeah. But we all had Whataburger at the end, so it was good. Well, you can't, and all's well that ends well. Yeah. Uh, with a Whataburger for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, I don't like it, the fact that you, you know the kids are calling it Wob these days. Wobs, <laughs> Wob. Uh, it's like that's like calling the national title a natty, right? And we and we're already down on right. that. Wob, uh, not down with that. We're down on that. We're going to Wobby. You know, I'm a little offended by the fact that oh, Natalie can't be driving in Dallas in civilization. It's not that I. She's just not like driven on the highway very much, and. I don't know that she would have been comfortable like navigating her way out of the parking lot. So we were we listen. Were fine first with this. of all, nobody's comfortable navigating their right. way out of the Cotton Bowl. It's like I've been to the Cotton Bowl four thousand times, and whenever I go, I can never remember which way I went the last right, time. Right? Yeah. I, I, I just go in. I just start driving, and and, sh- and whenever it looks like there's a there's no traffic this. Remember way, that I time go. you ended up on the midway, like plowing people over during yeah, the state I, I don't I don't like to think about that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You know those 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 lawsuits have not all been settled. <laughs> So that was, uh, yeah, that was last week's excitement. That, that was, was on the night of Do It For Dirt. We, I went to Do It For Dirt. Did and you I, really? And uh, they did a you. great job. Emily Jones did a great job. The, the Everybody involved did a did a great job. Anthony Andrew, Jeff Wilson, Tim McMahon, uh, all those people did a great job uh, getting um, 
getting uh, charity stuff and memorabilia for for auction. They raised one hundred and sixty thousand uh, dollars that night, and in five years since um, since Richard passed, there's been over a million dollars raised that helps uh, families who experience sudden loss. Wow, um, that's something. That's yeah. really good. Uh, and did, they, did they auction off Randy Galloway? No, he was there. Um, Saw a picture of him with Tim. Uh, we, uh, this may surprise you, we didn't have much conversation. You and Randy? Yeah. You yeah. know, Randy helped build a fence for me. Yeah, he does not like me. Well, who does? That, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I would like to say that they did a great job, and then I went from there to the airport to pick up Nick on the return from his European uh, vacation. It was a tour, wasn't it? it no, he, he just went with a, his one of his roommates, and, I mean, they saw Europe, buddy. They saw your – he, on Instagram, he posted a lot of pictures of cathedrals and beers. Cathedrals and beers. Cathedrals so he saw Europe. He that saw, pretty much says Europe to me. Cathedrals he, and beer. He was like me the last time I went to Italy. By the end of the trip, I think he was churched out. I mean, you can you, – there's only so many fantastic churches and old buildings that you can see. But he had a great time. I, I'm, I'm, I was thrilled for him. Both the – both the kids got a chance to go to Europe this year and uh, and and see it. Um, uh, so they've had a they've had fantastic time. Well, you know, we didn't allow our kids to do anything fun. I we, know. we made them work, and they've been working all summer, mm-hmm. going to summer school, working. That, that is not true. You 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 have done a fine job raising your children. Well, you know what? They haven't killed anybody yet, so uh, I'm I'm proud of that. That's good. It is good. That's good. I I, I like your children a bunch. Yeah, me too. I do. And uh, nobody told you the last time I was over there when I broke your outdoor refrigerator door. So, my you did? Mm-hmm. Why did you break the door? I tried to open it, and the handle, the, the whole thing just came off. And I looked at Jake, and he said, "I said, Jake, don't tell your dad. He said, don't worry, it breaks <laughs> it. Well, he didn't tell me that either. I, I'm sure he just went and put it back on. There's yeah. like no hinges on it, Kevin. Really? The door just came off? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about that? Li- no, no, that was that little ice maker. Yeah, it's broken. We need to get that fixed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would suggest you do that. Yeah, before all the ice melts. Well, because the because the refrigerator that you sold me for an exorbitant price, that ice maker is, you know, no good. Really? Yeah, doesn't work great. No, it you're peters kidding. out on us really fast. Does it really? Oh yeah. Get a couple of cubes out, and that's then I don't it. want that fridge back. <laughs> no, I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. That's the last time I buy a refrigerator from you. I sold you that fridge for half price. Yeah, it was like 10 years old. No, it wasn't. I had had it for less than a year. Yeah. It was my greatest luxury in life. Let me just tell you something. Try to sell any refrigerator for anything less than half price after a year. I know. I gave, But I still feel like I gave you a fine deal. <laughs> I'm, sorry Mis- that the, I'm sorry the ice maker peters out. Mr. Appliances. Kevin, we got to go have lunch. Yeah, yeah. You've been you've been uh, crying about eating for an hour. This now. hodgepodge has really gotten out of control. Yeah. So that's Gary Level, G L E A V E L L at DallasNews.com. Send those emails, folks. All right, everybody. Hopefully, I'll see you next week. I don't know about Kevin, <laughs> um, but we'll be back to talk Rangers and who hasn't been traded yet. And I think maybe we could even have uh, is next week. Uh, I, I think even uh, David Moore might be back. Is he? Yeah. That'd I think be- he'd be back from vacation. He got, the guy took off like, you know, three months. Know, something like that. I don't know. It's unbelievable the, the the vacation some of these people get. I know. I know. And meanwhile, I'm working 24-7.
Let's not get carried away. Okay. So from everybody in days here. days a month, seven days a week. Yeah. Seven weeks a year. Yeah, or something. So from everybody in here to everybody out there, see ya. Have Bye. a happy fourth. Bye-bye.